0: Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to listen to the Raider and the Saint podcast. I couldn't have done it without your guys' support. Once again, thank you so much. Thank you to my family, friends, co-workers, everyone that tunes in as well. I appreciate your guys' support as well. Everything is going good on this side. I am back. I am back at the studio. Today's date is October 17th. The year is 2021. This is episode 95 couple more episodes till we hit that hundredth episode. So I'm excited for that. I got some good guests lined up in the near future. Once again, this is episode 95. I'm going to get right to it today. My guest today is Mick Madley. He is a songwriter and singer by night and by day. He is a delivery postman just like me. I've known this man for a few years now, and I've, I've seen him on road, and we've had really good conversations during the time we, we, you know, we meet up with each other and at the same building, the same apartment complex, and I've wanted him to come on the podcast today, and he's here. He's in the studio, and he's a local. He, he lives nearby the studio, so it's pretty easy for him to get over here. So once again, welcome to the show, the Raider of the Saint podcast mick Madley, yeah thank you for having me steven yeah yeah yeah, it's an honor to have you here man why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself okay so uh, i would yeah i would say that
1: or i would identify as a singer songwriter but uh um i'm really good at production that's kind of my strength and i've been doing it for decades really um you know i started off with uh, <laughs> a four track cassette that's mm-hmm. how long ago it was and uh, mm-hmm. i even had a reel to reel you know analog tape 4 track and and a drum machine and you know started off with those kinds of things and then uh, it's just been crazy you know where the technology has gone um and now you know it's you know with a really powerful computer and you know some good software you can you know you can record to your heart's content do crazy stuff and
0: Yeah. Hundreds of tracks. You know, how long does it how long if you take time off from doing production, making music, how quick does it happen where you you take a couple years break, you know, take a uh, just quick break and then you come back and you want to do it and you realize, oh, the technology is outdated. Things ain't working like they used to. How quick does it you can you catch up? Well, you know, believe it or not, I have an old
1: computer. No joke. I have an old computer uh, in the closet, which is my old my old Pro Tools recording rig, which I spent like oh, probably like anywhere from like twelve to fifteen thousand dollars on. What? Yeah, for real. And I mean, what does this thing do? So, so, you know, back then, it was it was expensive to get into the game and and to get into recording and stuff like that. If you wanted to do, you know, real top top level stuff and it, you know as the technology progresses um it just gets cheaper and cheaper you oh, know okay. so um in fact this weekend um f- just a couple days ago i got i uh, uh, got a delivery um i got my new iMac so <laughs> i'm this whole weekend i'm trying to set up the new machine and uh, you know install all the new um recording software and and virtual instruments and plugins the, and things like so
0: that. So the iMac that's the that's the Apple computer, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. just now it's just the screen, right? The iMac just yeah. a, it so, looks like a monitor but it's a computer inside it. Yeah, exactly. So
1: it's it's the all-in-one kind of thing. It's got mm-hmm. the you know, it's the computer inside, it's it's got your monitor. Um, so it's kind of a, a, a good way to go. You What's know? the new
0: processor they just came out with?
1: Okay, so Apple just came out with their own, they're manufacturing their own pro- processors called the M1. M1, pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and it, it's really exciting to see where it's going. Um, but believe it or not, I decided to buy last year's computer. Mm-hmm. It's a brand-new machine, mm-hmm. but it's an Intel-based processor. Okay. And the reason I decided to stay on Intel rather than going with this new Apple M1 processor is because... Um, the first it, batch? Yeah. Like. Well, what it is is y- y- you've got a lot of third-party um, companies and I use a lot of third-party plugins with the recording software, and they have not—they have not caught up mm-hmm. to the technology. They're—they're they're not compatible yet. A lot mm-hmm. of them are not compatible with the new Apple processors. So, I—I um, I decided I'm gonna—I'm gonna get this this Intel-based machine. It'll last me a couple years. I know it's not my last machine. It's not my last computer. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and Apple has like a trade-in program and. The, and uh, they're giving me like $1,500 for my old computer. So I could, it was a deal I couldn't pass up. So, um, so, but I'm excited, I'm excited. I'm excited. What program
0: are you going to be using for recording?
1: So I use, um, I use Pro Tools, but mm-hmm. I also, um, I, I use Ableton Live as well. And so I, Pro Tools is a software? Yeah. Okay. So Pro Tools is the indi- what is considered the industry standard um, for, for recording on the computer. Um, I, I in, in recent years, I've gotten really interested in, in electronic style music. Um, mm-hmm. And for that, I like to use Ableton Live. Um, and that's a lot of fun because um, my, mostly my music is, it's guitar-based drums, maybe a little bit of keyboards mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And that's all well and good, but when you, when you buy a lot of virtual instrument uh, programs, a lot of it's very el- uh, electronic sounding mm-hmm. and, um, and you don't really get to, uh, discover its potential within mm-hmm. an alternative rock type of setting. So, mm-hmm. um, there's, so I have this sort of alter ego, so to speak, cause I really like, I like EDM and I like, I like electronic music and stuff like that. And, um, that's where Ableton live comes in and it's, it's a lot of fun to make that kind of music, especially with Ableton. What's Ableton? So Ableton is very similar to pro tools, but it has its own. um, uh, It's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's a different animal in terms of a So there's a, a S there's a, there's an acronym. It's D a W or DAW. Mm -hmm. It stands for digital audio workstation. Mm -hmm. So, um, Pro Tools is a DAW. Ableton is a DAW. Um, Apple makes a program called Logic, Logic Pro, mm-hmm. and that's a good program too. And I use that as well once in a while. Um, but uh, yeah, with a good DAW program, I mean, I think you're using Studio One here. Yes. yes. Yeah. So Studio One is a DAW. Um,
0: so, anyways, what was the question? I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> So what's the what was the you said the da or the Abbot? Oh Ableton. Ableton. Yeah. Okay, so Ableton, the reason why I like uh,
1: DJ style music and electronic music, why people like Ableton, is because the workflow in Ableton is very different. Mm-hmm. So Pro Tools, Studio One, Logic are are more um, linear based. You know, start. You know, you got your timeline, mm-hmm. and you and you know you of course it's it's non-linear in that you can you know take your your sounds and you can chop it up and do whatever you want but in ableton you have um, uh, i forgot what it is so you've got your you got your session window and i forgot what the other one was but the one that looks like the mixing board mm-hmm. you have what are called scenes and each scene is a is a horizontal uh, line mm-hmm. a, and each mixer track vert going vertically down w- will be your, uh, your next your next your next little clip, your mm-hmm. next scene so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, so you're basically rec- re- you're, re- you're recording what's called clips mm-hmm. within the scenes and each clip is just a little a little snippet like a little it could be a drum loop mm-hmm. or a drum beat or it could be a little instrumental part. Mm-hmm. And um, then you can create the next scene, and then you can toggle through your scenes, and you can do this all real time live, you know. Wow. Yeah, so it's fun. So you, so if you've got um, something like the Ableton Push 2, or or like uh, the Novation Launchpad, um, which has your like an eight by eight type row of, um, it looks like little drum machine pads, but mm-hmm. you can actually toggle through your scenes and toggle through your clips independently of each other or all together and um, so you're a lot of DJ like DJ style music they love this kind of thing because you can sit there and improvise Mm -hmm. with with your track you know and and you know you make something new every time you come back to it so it's it's a lot of fun
0: yeah it's hard too to learn
1: um yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of a learning curve.
0: There was a learning curve for to do this, to learn how to do you know, the podcast. Yeah, doing yeah. the podcast, talking, and then later on, go back in, change the levels. I have yet to learn to add clips. I think I can do it. You know, if I mess with it a little bit, but there's I don't know half of the, what these buttons will do. Right. I would have to sit here and just start touching everything, which I already have. But well, that's funny that you should. Uh, that's that's funny that
1: you should mention that because. My original reason for buying Ableton was for it's, um, somebody told me it had good time stretching. Um, and so I had a song where I wanted to take the drums and I I wanted to squeeze the audio tracks or Mm -hmm. actually stretch them out to slow it down. Mm -hmm. And somebody said, Oh, Ableton's got the best time stretching of any DAW." Mm -hmm. And so that was my original reason for buying Ableton. Um, And this is the funny thing is that I think for like five months, I just kind of stared at it because it's so different from Pro Tools, you Mm -hmm. know? And uh, so you paid $15,000 for the software Pro Tools? um, Well, it was hardware and software. Okay, okay, okay. So, and in fact, to this day, they still have what's called, uh, well, I think it used to be called Pro Tools HD. And I think I think they've rebranded it. The company's Avid. I think they've rebranded it, and now they call it Pro Tools Ultimate. Mm-hmm. But they still sell the the HDX cards, which are like the PCIe cards that go into like a, a desktop style, mm-hmm. you know, like a like a big machine, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I I would say that you know some some of the bigger time studios are still using that hardware, but but see, this is the funny thing: is computers have gotten so powerful and so fast over the years that you don't need the hardware anymore. Yeah. From a- you know from Pro Tools or from Avid, um, you can basically download
0: the software. Go.
1: just have just have the software portion of it, and then your computer's CPU can do everything else. You know. Do you play your own instruments? Yeah, I play a little guitar, a little bass. Um, I do a, a lot of programming, program drums program some keyboard I mean, we could play a little bit of keys but just tinker not, not yeah t- I'm, well, I, I'm i'm more good in the the composition side like uh-huh. i know my theory i know you know how to i know how to put it all together that's what,
0: what made you get interested in, in making music and you know i just remember when i was a kid i used to
1: pay attention when i'd listen to music i would pay attention to what what each instrument's doing like, Oh, that's a, that was a cool drum riff, or mm-hmm. not riff, but a, a, a drum fill, drum mm-hmm. fill or drum roll, or, um, Oh, that's a cool bass line, or, or, Oh, listen to those effects. Or, you know, you, you know, cause music is so, um, there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. If, if you can like, it can be kind of in the background, you know, like if you're cleaning the house and you're not really paying real close attention to all the little details, or you know it could be the kind of thing where like let's say you have your headphones you got some cool you know um, headphones like beats or something like that Mm -hmm. and you could be listening to your your, you know your ipod and you're like oh my gosh i never noticed that before what is that that's a cool little sound and oh what's that you know it's that sort of thing so Mm -hmm. i've always been interested in music for for those little details Mm -hmm. so to speak and i always wanted to make my own you know
0: Mm -hmm. i know for me i've noticed now, now i got these headphones these are studio headphones and compared to other headphones that you would listen to music to you could hear the the quality you could hear stuff that you're not used to you wouldn't hear on regular headphones right. or if you're working and it enhances it too when i'm sweet when i'm smoking weed i'm like whoa this song sounds a million times better over the headphones than it does do your the speakers through your car just basic headphones you use for work. Yeah, yeah. But for the sure. the good set of headphones d- definitely goes a long way, especially when you're when you're making music.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: What kind of headphones are you using?
1: Um, I, I don't have anything real special. special? Um, but but I do have when the iPod when Apple came out with the iPod, I went I went bananas. I went crazy over it, and um, I went out and bought. Um, so I bought the original iPod. And I bought, um, Bose had noise canceling headphones and they were like 300 bucks Mm -hmm. and you, you flip the little switch and (laughs) it does this, it does this little magic. And, and, um, so those were good days. Those were, I, you know what I, I don't, now I have the little Apple ear pods or Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. and they're a little more convenient. Did you get the pros? No, I haven't got the pros yet, but, uh, um. Those, those are just the AirPods yeah. They're, they're real convenient
0: because, mm-hmm. you know, in your pocket, that sort of thing. But uh, anyway. How, but mu- I, how much are you sitting around? How much time are you, are you making music nowadays? Oh, my gosh.
1: Not much. Not as much as I'd like. Um, just been working, you know, the day job's been kind of brutal lately. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know about that. But, uh, um, yeah, so it's – that's – that's the challenge, really, is mm-hmm. to find time for it, mm-hmm. and
0: and and you know you get home from work and you're tired. And mm-hmm. <laughs> how many, how many? So how many years you've been making music? Uh, singer songwriter. Probably you know. more than a couple decades. Yeah. Have you had any performances? Like, gone out and it's, had open mics and stuff like that? Nah, I mean yeah. I haven't I haven't done anything in a long 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 time, but. That I know because the reason why I asked is I have a buddy of mine who shares a studio with me and he makes music and he'll make music for like a year and he'll make a bunch of albums. Uh, then he won't promote it. he will just pass them out to people, put them on flash drives and then he'll disappear for like a year. And then when he gets that itch, he'll come back. He never, well, he hasn't really, he's been doing it for a long time too, but he hasn't really took it to that next step. I know he just started a SoundCloud. So I think he's going to start putting it on SoundCloud, but I see the similarities between you two. Like you guys both have that passion and uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's common or maybe it's just you two guys. Well, so, so um,
1: just this year I decided, okay, I'm going to figure out the marketing side of it. Mm-hmm. And the reason I really haven't done much is because um, finding the time and knowing what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So to speak. So, um, I've I've purchased a few marketing courses on how to. Oh yeah, that's get, right. You told me about that. Yeah. So how to get how to get your stuff up on social media, and even how to pay for ads. So so right now it's a it's a real popular thing to um, pay for Facebook and Instagram ads. Mm-hmm. So Facebook lets you pay for ads mm-hmm. to reach a very targeted audience, which mm-hmm. is which is really really great because you can get real focused on your, your niche audience, you know, say, um, if you're an artist that makes a very particular kind of music, Facebook will show that to only people who are interested in that Mm -hmm. kind of music. So, um, so I'm, I'm starting to learn the sort of the ins and outs on, on how to do it, but you can spend like 10 bucks a day Mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll get your, well, that's the thing is, is they want you to pay.
0: Yeah, I've used it before. I, I didn't really get anything, anything like crazy, you know, listens from that. I, I think I've gotten it more from, you know, because a lot of people don't have social media. A lot of people that listen to my podcast don't have social media. A lot of people like to just search. They'll search on SoundCloud. They'll search on, and then they'll just stumble upon a title. That's how I stumble upon my podcast is just looking through it and go, oh, "What's this? What's this?" and I'll play it. And I'll listen to it for a good, I'll give them 20 minutes. And if something I'm not interested, I'll go on to another one. And I think that's how a lot of people have found me. But my question to you is like, what would, what
1: interested you in, if you saw something, is it the title? Does this?
0: I think it's the title, Okay, the picture, and then you would read the description. Gotcha. Okay. So a lot of people wouldn't, when, when they post, for example, YouTube, there's these guys I follow on YouTube, and I think one of them's the, what's his name, Steve will do it because the, the warehouse that I, I deliver and pick up, the, all their merch comes from there. So I'll go on YouTube and I'll, and I'll, well, I was already, I already knew about them already, but when you read the title, you know, it's, it's, it's what sucks you in. Like you'll have a title, of, uh, we killed a guy or so-and-so got arrested. And it's like, what, what, you need, and it's a click. They call it clickbait. Clickbait. and yeah. you would click on it. So. <laughs> right when i do my when i do my descriptions i try to i try not to say everything we talk about i'll try to say put something like what's going to make it catchy what's going to sure. put someone interested and in reading and, and listening to it so when i when i look at podcasts i'll look at the description and if they talk about something that i'm I'm interested in like they for example uh john Gruden uh was the raiders head coach and he just resigned from the team because the emails have came out this that uh, his emails came out um, saying that he basically saying that he, w- he was talking racist and uh, you know, homophobic. And so his emails came out and then he resigned because of that. And, and so if I look at a podcast and I'm reading a description and if I see that, something I'm wanna, I want to hear what they have to say. Uh-huh. I want to hear the, the, that person's opinion. You know, in this podcast, everyone has an opinion. And even though, you know, I don't say I, I disagree or, or agree everyone has an opinion and I'm really upset because what's going on with this cancel culture. Mm, This is something that's new and people are trying to just cancel them because of of things they say. Like, for example, I don't know if you know who Dave Chappelle is. Okay. Yeah, I do. Dave Chappelle is a comedian and he just came out with this show on Netflix, his comedy special called the closer. And I haven't seen it yet, but from what I heard, he said some uh, really uh, nasty things about the transgender Um, Group And A lot of them are are A lot of people that work at Netflix Are demanding that he he Take this show off The Netflix channel Uh, And also To uh, You know Have him Say an apology And They were gonna They did a walkout and all that And And the owner of Netflix Or the CEO said He's not taking it down And You just start seeing More and more of this Cancel culture And that's something I'm really interested in right now Because why are we Why are we doing that? This is the land of the free home of the brave. This is freedom of speech. We should be able to say what, you know, and then stop top of It's comedy. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that's, well, that's the interesting thing about, about, um,
1: being risk, risque or racy or, um, mm. saying, um, uh, you know, making, uh, making comedy by making fun of a particular group of people or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, back in the eighties and nineties, that was so commonplace. It's, it's kind of funny how, you know, if you're a comedian, it's gotten more sensitive. Oh yeah. If you're a comedian, you can't, you can't like you're walking on eggshells. You can't make fun of anyone, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, (laughs) but yeah. So I totally agree. It's like, well, that's the whole point of it. It's, comedy is you're they're making fun of somebody's being made fun of and uh it's like so
0: it just pisses me off because they they, it's cancel culture now john gruden his his legacy is tarnished because of something he said on his private emails and if that's the case then why don't we go through everybody's emails especially let's just focus on the nfl for example why don't we just go through all their emails then and then and i mean we're just cherry picking here why don't yeah. you know, because of whatever beef they have behind closed doors, they're going to go and do that to this man who, you know, yeah, he's not perfect, but nobody else is either. Yeah, it's it's definitely a it's political in nature for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel you on that. I mean, it's it's getting kind of crazy out there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyways, I don't even know how we got on that subject. So uh, yeah. back to music. How many songs do you have written? I've got so
1: many really, I got tons of stuff, tons of stuff. I just, it's just organizing it all. And, uh, and, and just recently I, I never had any interest in the past in doing cover songs of other people's, you know, popular songs. And, um, I read recently in one of the marketing courses that it's a very, it's a very good thing. To cover somebody else's popular song because people are familiar with it. So was what, so,
0: what does that mean? You would you would sing someone's song?
1: Yeah. So you would take, you know, any popular song from any popular cover artist, song, okay. and you and they, you cover it. That's the term. Like a cover band, like like O-C, a co- yeah. Red
0: Chili Peppers cover band.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So cover song. so um, I. Just recently finished up the music. I still have to record the vocal, but I'm covering Wonderwall from Oasis. okay. and so um, but the the fun thing about doing a cover is seeing if you can do something new and different with it, mm. you know, rather than just making it exactly the same as the original artist. So um, in this case, i took wonderwall which is a it's a slower groovier kind of tempo and i i i'm doing it double time so i'm doing it as a real very fast rock song so um i'm pretty stoked on how it um, the music's turned out anyway and my buddy jason squire um recorded the cello part for me which was kind of fun we had him in had him record the cello part and um and then the next one the next song that i got the music finished for and i still got to do the vocal is is um, I'm covering, there is a light that never goes out from the Smiths. And, um, and I took that and kind of, kind of in a similar fashion, I, I changed up the, um, not the tempo on this one, but I changed up the feel. So I gave it what's called a, 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 a triplet eighth feel, which is like a swing feel. It's got kind of a swingy kind of sing songy feel, but, um, That one's been a lot of fun. I still got to do the vocal on that one too, but, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I, I, my opinion, my attitude has changed toward doing, you know, cover songs. Like I said, in the past, I had no interest whatsoever in doing it. I, all I wanted to do was write my own songs and do my own stuff, but, but it's been fun and it's been challenging and I've, and, but, and I've seen the results and it's, it's rewarding. So I think I'm going to continue with it and do a few more, you know.
0: Where did you get your inspirations for, for writing songs? Is it something you you deal with like you had a rough day at work or you met someone or you know, something happened in your life? What gets you the inspiration to write music?
1: I think that some of those things that you just mentioned, yeah, could be the catalyst for for writing a song. Um the the craft of songwriting is It's a tricky thing because it's, for me, it's about, you know, getting in my man cave, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Like here, this is your man cave, the Mm -hmm. studio here. But uh, yeah, it's it's about sitting on the couch, having some quiet time, and just sitting with the guitar and coming up with a chord progression and then coming up with a melody and then trying to figure out words or something that'll, that'll come out, you know, Mm -hmm. and that for me, it's, it's the song will present itself as you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as you just keep going as you keep going. Yeah. just, it, it, it sort of writes itself, but, um, in the process, you'll go through like a second or even a third or even more what I would call a rewrite. So you'll, you'll be, you'll come up with something and then you'll sit back down with it and you'll, you know, you'll be singing it and you're going, ah, this sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, ah, let's try something else. And, you know, uh, you just keep pressing forward until, uh, you know, you take it in a different direction and then like, oh, okay, this is working, you know, but you got, but being honest with yourself as a, as a writer is a tricky thing. Cause sometimes you'll want to hold on to a, in an original idea. mm mm-hmm but knowing whether it's good or whether it sucks is that's the tricky part. You know,
0: our biggest critic I think is me myself. Okay. And do you feel that same way when you write your music?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You will be like, somebody will read it or listen to it and like, Oh man, that was amazing. I'm like, Oh, that was all right. (laughs) I noticed like, like doing this podcast, right? It's kind of like the same thing. We're making music here, but, it's not we're not singing we're talking yeah yeah and at the end when i'm done with it everybody was like how'd how'd i do how was it and me i'm like oh it was all right yeah you know so we we can do better and then i would post it and everybody hey that podcast was great and i'm like that's right i I know i could do better uh, you know because we're on the fly it's like freestyling you know for a rapper freestyle you want you go back you're like i could have said more i could have you know there could have been more i wanted to say but I look at it. Well, I could put it on like you. I could do better on the next song. I'll do better on the next sure. podcast.
1: So, so you're listening to it from the the aspect of like how well did the podcast flow, right? Yes. Between you, the interviewer, and then the guest, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. One thing I focus on too is not not pausing. You know, the first few episodes, if I did it by myself, I couldn't talk this long for an hour and a half. I would have to stop, take a break, maybe look at my notes. So he might be going, uh, 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 uh right. was Really big in the beginning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you, you watch YouTube videos and read books and they teach you how to. Speak. Well, I mean, I went to college. I had to do speeches in front of hundreds of people and sure, I, sure. I took in those classes, how to, how to present and speak and stuff like that. But this podcast, sometimes it's not informal. I mean, it's formal. Sometimes it's informal. So it's okay if they yeah. come on and, and people do um, I mean, I listen to podcasts, all day long I listen to uh, I watch you know plenty of interviews And even big speakers I just watched the Fauci documentary Last night and he even said ums and M's. You know Dr. Fauci right? Yeah yeah did you, did you know that he was part of the AIDS When AIDS was in the 80s? Yeah I'm he,
1: familiar with that
0: Yeah he was part of the, the whole you know Trying to find a cure and all that And I didn't know that about him he, And I didn't know he was 80 years old He looks a lot younger Yeah. Yeah he's like 81 yeah,
1: I don't think he's too popular with a lot of people these days. But
0: yeah, they weren't they they didn't like him in the '80s either. They hated <laughs> him too. They wanted him fired too. And all you I, know, it's just one of those things. You know, yeah. he's got a tough job to do. But you know, you, you see him, and you, and I learned a lot about him that he was really passionate growing up, and they wanted to help people. And you know, to hear all this stuff, oh, he's all about money. He's this and that. I mean, I when I saw the documentary. I saw the real true passion in this man. I seen him tear up a handful of times in this in this documentary and you know I, I have a lot of friends that are that are on the right and I have a lot of friends that are on the left and to actually see a documentary about him and how he really wanted to help people and, and how he tells you science takes time. You know, we do research, we have to do trial studies. Those take years. And to see, you know, him tear up and certain they're showing him old clips of Of stuff of him saying speeches or you know certain uh, protests and he was there and he would he was tearing up a few times so
1: but but you were using that as an example to say that 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 documentary was something that impressed upon you um
0: it was better than you thought yeah, because I was I was late at night, I was, I was like, I'm chilling oh let me you know at least is here you know, I don't know too much about him. I did it. I just knew yeah. that he was in char in charge of uh trying to find a cure of what's going on and to see that he's how he has more background to him and more of a story, uh was the, really interesting to see.
1: I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah, the the just we're living in weird times, man, for sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, how old are you again? You want my Hollywood age? Well, how, I mean, well, thirty seven is my <laughs> Hollywood age. <laughs> you know, with with you, you you being a little bit older than me. What's your What's your take of, of what's been going on with this whole pandemic? <sighs> you know, because you, me, and you, we both were both out there. You know, I don't know if you deal, of, you know, you're
1: well, okay. So I'm going to say something that might sound a little crazy or cuckoo, but
0: don't worry. I, we've, I've had, pl- I've had people say there's lizard people living underground. So
1: yeah, I've heard of, I, uh, yeah, I've heard about that stuff too. <laughs> um, I think there's way more to than meets the eye with this pandemic than, um, uh, I, th- I think that the average person wants to deal with, mm-hmm. You know, you know, do you remember do you remember the movie A Few Good Men where Jack Nicholson goes, "You can't handle the truth." Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's totally how I feel about what's going on. Mm-hmm. I I think um well, let me back up before I say I think. Mm-hmm. Um I've heard it said. There we go. Mm-hmm. I've heard it said that China's economy was failing and That they wanted the rest of the world to fail with them and so that was The reason they let this thing out.
0: Doesn't China own most of our debt
1: Yeah, I've heard that I've heard that but I don't know so there's different theories about I let's just put it this way I, I don't think it's an accident
0: it, t- it did, When I was sick, and even my mom, you know, do you know my brother passed? Yeah. yeah Both yeah. my parents were in the hospital. My mom, I was in the room with her uh, last week and went in to go to say how she was doing. Sit. I sat there with her. And, and I even said this on my podcast. I had an episode of when I got better from COVID. I, I came and I, I talked about it. There was a taste in my mouth. It tasted, it was like, it, it tasted, it didn't taste. It's hard to describe, but it tasted like this was a bioweapon. It tasted like it was made from a lab. It's just hard to explain. Yes. But this taste I had in my mouth, uh it it was just it just and then your way to your body, it just didn't feel right. And then they do call it Nova, you know, they call it the Nova Coronavirus because this is the first time Novel. They, the novel, yeah. What did I say? Novel? Nova. <laughs> yeah, Nova. <laughs> novel. They call it the novel coronavirus because this is the first time they have detected this virus jumping from uh, animal to human and so that's why they, they call it that but it had this taste it, you know so th- maybe that's why my body has never experienced that before but my mom said that to me the other day she goes this is just was a bio weapon." she goes I had this taste in my mouth that j- it just it just you know told me that, like it was man-made
1: okay well let me ask you this so this taste in your mouth that you're describing mm. was this did,
0: well it was like a metallic but
1: did was at that point did you had you been vaccinated no no okay um because i've heard it said that there's uh graphene oxide in the vaccines yeah So, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I heard about that one too. Yeah. So, but as far as, as far as, you know, taste and smell, um, I think I had COVID back in January of 2020. I was really sick for like a whole week and I had the respiratory issues and hard time breathing and uh, a lot of mucus and all that yucky stuff. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just think it's really strange when You've got these big conglomerates of very powerful people doing what's called gain-of-function research Mm -hmm. It's like What are they doing? Why are they doing that? You know, it's like in my opinion They have to create a problem so that they can make billions off the solution Mm -hmm. and and you know the solution being Oh take these vaccines and we make trillions of dollars or whatever, but so but the there has to be a problem created for in the first place, and and I've also heard it said that this thing did not happen naturally in a wet market. It it could not have mm-hmm. the, the spike protein is something that was created in a lab. That's what I've heard. Yeah,
0: said. it would. So. It, it, I mean, not saying it's not true or not. We I don't know if we'll ever find out the truth. But if it is true, they're paying off a lot of people. Oh yeah, a lot, that a lot of people have to be in on it because you're talking about. The whole world being uh, affected by this. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, the whole
1: thing's just, it's a can of worms for sure. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's a mess. Do you know anybody
0: but, that's been affected by COVID?
1: Uh, a buddy of mine, my buddy Jason's recovering right now. He, it hit him pretty hard and uh, yeah, it all kind of surprised us. Cause uh, you know, w- you know, in, in my circle of friends, we're all kind of anti-vax and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, anti-lockdown and anti-mandates and things mm-hmm. like that. And um, he got hit really hard, like mm. hospital, the breathing, you oh, know, breathing ventilator. Too. No, he didn't oh, do the, the ventilator, ventilator, but they gave him the oxygen. oxygen. Okay, um, but uh, he's he's recovering. Um, and I just spoke to him the other day and said, so do, what? You know, does this change your view on it, or uh, how do you feel toward it? And He said, no, he still feels the same. You know, still the same way, anti-vax and um, anti-lockdown, anti-mandates and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, like my buddy, Tim, I mean, we, we had a conversation the other day. It's like, you know what? It's fine. If you want to get the if you want to get the vaccine, great. Get it. If you want to wear the mask, great. Wear the mask. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, like, but don't force everybody else, you know, into this so to speak you know it's like mm-hmm. we're still a free country aren't we you know mm-hmm. hopefully we are but um yeah it's just getting getting a little
0: crazy out there right now i don't know with the with the mandates they're trying to push how does that affect you at work um well
1: luckily luckily for me um they're not requiring us at the post office to i thought
0: they i thought they implemented that when it first came out to say all federal workers must be vaccinated, they didn't include the post office. They did not include. But they re, they, re, they revised it and they added you guys in it.
1: But then no, they got clarification from the White House that we're we're not a part of it. Wow. Yeah. So so that's a good thing, and um, I think they realize that our un our union's pretty powerful. Oh, you guys and, are union too. Yeah, and um, I think that I mean we're. You know, we have um, – we're short – I guess we, I could say we're shorthanded. Who so, is it? Right? So I, I think that they realize we better back off on this one because,
0: I mean – Look at the airline industry. Yeah, exactly. You know. Southwest. You know, if you're vaccinated, you know how to fly a plane, you know where to go get a job. Yeah, I, yeah. I just – yeah, I mean, the
1: whole thing is I've been told that mandates are not laws so that's where this thing gets kind of tricky. And now you got a lot of class action lawsuits happening and which is not surprising. And, um, yeah, it's just like, remember when they said, Oh, we got to flatten the curve, you know, just, just three weeks. Yeah. Let's, let's, we're go- We're going to lock down for three weeks and we're gonna do this. And, and, um, I saw this funny little, uh, this funny little meme on social media the other day. It said, um, it said the hardest part of 3 weeks is just the last year and a half. <laughs> right? You know, it's just like never ending. Like when is it going to end? Anyway.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I got I got COVID and and I had antibodies. I just didn't know for how long and then when this happened to my brother, I was already planning on getting vaccinated anyway, so I went and did it. You know, I have to look out for m- uh, my kids. I can't afford to get sick for another three weeks again. Sure. You know, me. It took me months to recuperate, and it just hits everybody different. Some people they, they're, they're uh, what are they? antisomatic? And, oh, uh, what do they call that? Uh, asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. They're asymptomatic. Yeah. They they can get it and not know they have it and just have the sniffles and go on with their day. And and for me, it hit me where. I know people get it, you know, people have gotten it twice. And the second time was worse than the first. And I, I it was just too much for me. And I said, look, I, I can't afford to get sick again. I got kids I got to take care of. And everybody has their own choice, mm-hmm. you know, of why they do it. And so that, that was a big reason. And, and after my brother passed, I was like, this is, you know, I don't want to, have to go through it again. I know people have their own ways of, of, of going through it, you know, uh, but you know, that's, that's, you know, where we come to in this world, everyone does have a choice. Uh, you know, I was talking to friends, and I told them I was crying, and I said, listen, uh, I just don't want you guys. The reason why I tell people to look deep in themselves and get vaccinated is because I don't want them to have to go through what I went through. Gotcha. You know, it's not just uh, getting sick and, and having physical ailments. It was mental, and it was spiritual when I, I got COVID, and then going through what I've been going through my parents. It's not just physical. It was mental and and, and definitely spiritual. You know, and that's where I stand on that. But like I said, you don't want to end up, not saying this will happen, but you don't want to end up when the flu season comes around and and COVID picks up again. You don't want to see yourself uh, getting sick where you need to go to the hospital and the hospital turning you away because it it did happen in China. Uh, My dad was supposed to go to the same hospital as my mom, and they had to turn him away. He had to go to a more shittier hospital because my mom even told me she goes when I was going to the room, they're taking me, and uh, all I seen was gurneys in the hallway, and that's what she remembers. And you don't want to end up where, where say it just spikes or it turns into a different variant where it's really contagious, yeah. and you need hospital treatment. and You go and and they turn you away. Said so we we're full, and then now you now you, now you're sitting there, you're, you're dying, you're you're not getting oxygen to your 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 organs, and so that that's another reason why too is I don't you know you don't want to end up in a situation like that. Which
1: one did you get? Which which uh, I got
0: Pfizer. I
1: see. I my brother. It's funny. My brother totally did an about face with this whole thing because he was kind of anti-vax, and then uh, he ended up getting the the vaccine. He and the family got it, and um, we talked. We had a really good talk about. The reasons why and and um you know one big reason why was uh you know a, f- a close friend of their family got it and mm-hmm. they were real sick and and his daughter plays with their son and mm-hmm. they're like oh man so that kind of changed my brother's sort of attitude towards it and it, they ended up getting he got the moderna one and he was telling me that the moderna one it lasts in you know a lot longer in terms of its effectiveness i guess where the Pfizer one is only good for maybe six months or something like that. From what?
0: Yeah. They're saying Moderna calls a mitocarditis. Oh, heart inflammation. Oh, if I'm saying it right, I always mispronounce words. Okay. So, (laughs) so it's, it may be good. It may be
1: good in one way, but well, it's not on
0: everybody, but the, the the data that's coming out is that's not a lot, but there's people that are coming out with heart inflammation. I know one of my coworkers, he was posting on Instagram, Something uh, messed up his uh, taking the second shot of Moderna messed up his heart. He didn't really go into details on it, but he was he was calling out Moderna and Fauci and. Did you see uh, the basketball
1: player who who was saying that he took the shot and it ended his career for this year? Yeah,
0: I heard something like that. I didn't yeah. get to read the article. I don't. I don't know. I mean, the the no the data is still coming out. I'm sure there's yeah. we're gonna fix things, but everything comes everything comes with a risk. You get in the yeah. car and coming over here, it's a risk. Sure. You know, me, me going to work every day is a risk. We're, we're all going to yeah. take risk, And unfortunately, things do happen. And I do feel bad. I know there was a girl that she got her second shot and her, her, she had to get a heart transplant. Oh my! And God. then she got the heart yes. transplant and then she died. Yeah. I, I, have so, a, and so. I have a customer
1: at work and her, her friend's nephew, if that makes sense. Was um, about ready to go into the military, he had his physical, he checked out, he was healthy as an ox, young man, got the shot, two, two days later, he died.
0: Yeah, I know, I've heard, <laughs> yeah. I've heard of stories like that too. Yeah, so, but it's sad. We just, yeah, we got to do more research, we got we to do more tests and studies. Mm-hmm. There's something came out really fast, that MRNA, M- is the first time they actually implemented it, you know, with the spike protein, yeah, and yeah. basically giving us our bodies the map to defeat when this virus, if we do come in contact with it, it is the first time we're using it. it's new technology. Uh, but they did do their their trials, and they did do a speedy uh, but well, Operation Warp Speed, sure. And so I I know down the road we're, we're they're my, they're still working on things, and now they're gonna say they're coming out with the pill that you can take. Uh, you know right now i don't i don't want to focus on i mean i do i want to know where this come from if it was if it was man-made or if it was part of nature um but it's something that we all gotta we got we all gotta face together even our young children are gonna grow up in this new world that we're we're facing well it's there is
1: definitely a uh social aspect to it. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of the way it's it trains people mm-hmm. to behave a certain way, mm-hmm. especially the younger generation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're training, uh, you know, a generation of small kids to wear these masks, um that's you know, you, you tell a kid, "Oh, this we got to do this," you know, they they're, they're going to trust you cuz you're the adult. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they get older, you know, something like that is just it's it's something that they never questioned you know it was just a normal part of life Mm -hmm. you know so there's there it's socially trained them it's a social aspect you know uh, in in social behavior you know I just I think it's really interesting that um, how this thing is is changing behaviors and people and
0: I think uh, it's important for everybody parents to sit down with their kids and and let them know and, and just be honest with them saying hey this is this is something new and and we're using these masks to protect ourselves and and just let them know that they understand my my youngest she's nine and you know i'm i'm all she knows what's been going on and i tell her I use hand sanitizer, teaching cleansing hey make sure to don't take your mask off at school and you know just just be aware and she did get sick she didn't get covid but she did get sick for a few days and we monitor monitor her and everything and she's better you know now but after everything i've gone through it's scary because you don't want to send your kids to school you want them to stay home and you want to protect them but yeah we're taking away their education i have to have her go to school i need her to get an education because these are the people that are going to be running the world when we're gone right we got right. to we got we to gotta, you got to keep pushing forward and
1: well one of my neighbors is a school uh uh, elementary school teacher and um okay she told me she told me that this past winter that it was very telling um, what happened during the winter season she said that the year prior you know, her students, she had all kinds of kids getting sick and Mm -hmm. you know, it's very normal Mm -hmm. January, Mm -hmm. February, March Mm -hmm. for the kids getting sick. She said this past winter, all her kids are masked up. And she said she didn't have one. She didn't have one kid get sick in her class because they're all wearing masks and they're not passing. So last yeah. So, so they were
0: back in school last year?
1: So they were, yeah, back at, they were in school for, you know, 2021, you know, this past, this past, um, school year, you know, um, and,
0: uh, you know, uh, Whoa, they must've must went, back, what did she private teach private? No, no, no. I, I think they, they were allowed to go back in school. Oh, no, you're they, right. I chose not to, I chose my kids. They had, you can go back to school or you could stay home. Oh, okay. And then we chose to stay home. And then this past Uh, fall they said everybody's got to go back okay i get it now okay okay so yeah so the the whole controversy about masks is they
1: say oh you know the a virus is microscopic and it can get through the Mm -hmm. fibers of a mask and so a mask isn't going to protect you that's what a lot of people say but however um i i think that the masks do work in that they stop people from you know if you cough or if Mm -hmm. you sneeze the droplets the droplets it's Mm going to stop that stuff from you know Mm -hmm. spraying out into the Mm -hmm. into the atmosphere of Mm -hmm. say a supermarket or Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and floating around so Mm -hmm. yes they are going to stop not
0: completely but they're definitely helps it's going to help bigger yeah yeah it's good i know the k95 they said that's the best one it's got the fibers are electrically charged, which I don't even know what that means. I think it means uh, when those, those particles do touch it, it, it eliminates it. Uh, but I think masks do help. Obviously, you could still get sick, but it yeah. definitely helps a certain percentage more than walking in and and somebody's coughing in 7-Eleven and you're going to walk in and grab beer and everybody's breathing hard and, and talking. And I mean, there's times where I'm talking and if you get the sunlight directly you know, in front of me when I'm talking, you can see those droplets. You can see the spit coming out of your mouth. Now a lot of times we don't see that. Yeah. And people, you know, there's people walk around. They still don't believe in the math. They walk in and tell them to put on the mask. They'll turn around and walk back out. Yeah. Well, I, I,
1: I actually kind of, I kind of, um, feel for both sides of the argument. Like on the one side, it's, it's, um, it's out of respect for others. Yeah, exactly. But on the other side, it's about, okay, um, you know, quote unquote freedom or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I got a, I got an
0: interesting question for you. And yeah. this
1: is something I've been thinking about recently. Dude, when's the last time you've
0: been to a movie? I used to go to movies all the time. I used to f- go to this one right? called. Um, it's a, what's it called? It's right there in Buena Park. It's called. Um, what is it called? What is it called? it's an it's an it's a korean theater and they do four, uh 4dx and we would go watch all the marvel movies oh okay and it was thirty dollars a person but when you sit down it's 3d so you get your 3d glasses it's the IMAX, so it's really big screen and the seats move they call it the five senses So, when the movie starts going, the seat raises up about six feet. I mean, not six feet, six inches. And so, the five senses. So, say there's a helicopter in the movie, you'll get the wind and the vibration of the seat. Oh, that's cool. If if they're fighting on the ocean, say they're fighting on the beach side, like Black Panther, uh, they're fighting and the sand would kick up. You would get like, you'd feel like it was sand, but you would get the smell of the beach. Oh, wow. You know, big explosions, the, te- the seat would move. So you'd get the five senses the seed, the hear, uh the touch, uh, the smell. Or well, maybe it's four senses. Uh, what is that theater called? Is it still there? Yeah, it's, it is still there. But I haven't tried to book a uh a, 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 to watch a movie because I know that they don't have full capacity yet. And I actually went to go try to catch a movie. I forgot what movie it was. And I went online and all the seats are already taken because they they have it like every other seat available or something like that, or Uh certain sections, man, it's going to bother me. What theater is that called? Yeah. Well, you know, so I
1: guess the reason I mentioned it is because I used to go to movies all the time. Yeah. And I really think that this whole COVID thing has really changed people's attitudes about wanting to go and sit in an enclosed, uh, room where you're sitting there for hours with other people and you know breathing the same air and stuff like that so um i don't know i'm kind of freaked out like i used to love going to see movies but now i'm i'm kind of like second guessing or reconsidering yeah <laughs> like it is it,
0: kind of scary thought because yeah you are enclosed and people are coughing and talking and yeah. laughing and i mean i don't know i do you know anybody that's gotten sick, not just with COVID, but gone in the theater and then the next couple of days, they don't feel good, you know, from I, breathing I, everybody's, you know, stinky breath.
1: I've, I remember coming, I've come out of movies, you know, with, you know, phlegm and stuff like that. You know, you come out and you're like, oh man, why is my, my breathing heavy and right. uh, coughing and so on. And, you know, cause it's all just kind of recycled air. But, uh, Yeah, I don't know. Seems like that whole industry is is going to take a big hit because of all these lockdowns, especially with how it's changed people's attitudes towards, you know, wanting to go and be in a in a big public um, setting
0: like that. So. Yeah, people. There's people that are they're going back. They're going to the clubs. They're going to the bars and what i see on, on social media too is a lot of fights. Everywhere i look there i think there are a lot of dodgers are fighting, a lot of dodger fans. They're fighting each other when they're playing the giants. Uh, just, uh, I see a lot of a lot of fights. It's like that- they haven't it's like they're wild animals like you finally let them out of the cage and they don't know how to behave or they forgot how. Ah uh, yeah, all the tribalism, of towards- course. Yeah, the tribalism. That's where it seems to have gone. The yeah. the, the theater's called CGV. CGV. CGV in Buena Park. There's two theaters, one in Buena Park and one in L.A. Hmm. So if you ever get a chance, CGV theaters in Buena Park, corner like- of Orange and and uh, Beach Boulevard. But it's huh. a Korean shopping center. It's up on the top floor. Uh-huh. But they have a lot of nice little restaurants. You can huh. go eat, Korean barbecue. Totally so worth like that. it. Dude, let me tell you. I would take an edible, drink, drink a beer before I even got in there. And then they serve beer there beer they got different flavored popcorns get the kids nachos and we would go and sit uh, go usually go on a sunday midday and let me tell you the edible kick where i was watching the the end game avengers end game and when all the all the the characters started coming back out of the portals yeah the edibles k- kicking in and let me tell you it was so much intense of like evil versus good and, and i'm in in the zone I almost had to get up and walk out i thought i was gonna stop breathing it was like i was gonna have a heart attack it was just so much intense because of the seats are moving the theater shaking you know it, it was so it made theater. it real for you right? I, if i if they i wish they would replay movies i would go and watch replay a movie if i was at home i've watched Endgame game handfuls of times maybe like six seven times if they had it in the theater i would go watch it again in the theater i'd take another edible smoke smoke a smoke a jazz smoke a number drink a beer, and then go in there or get me another beer and just, just for two and a half, three hours, just forget about everything that's happening in the world and just have a good time watching the movie.
1: You think the edible is creating a little paranoia maybe?
0: Yeah, but it's something, it does cause paranoia, but you got to understand it's not going to do nothing to you. I've been doing it for so long. It's almost like a psychedelic experience when you take it, when you eat it. Instead of smoking it so is
1: it like a, like a little brownie or something or they
0: anything? have all kinds of stuff I got stuff in here that's like licorice uh, they do it and they put it in corn nuts. so is, know, what does through. it have like THC yeah and... it's got THC in it they got extract it. it from the plant and they put Let's it see. in uh, different candies and stuff and a lot a lot of times I know a lot of people my friend he'll he'll, he'll smoke weed and, uh, and he'll make music that way uh, it just for me it, it when I'm when I'm at home and I'm working on the podcast so, it enhances for a moment, opens up a window of more, uh, uh, uh creativity. And yeah, you do get in this place where, yeah, I can't get a hold of you and you can, you can panic. I've, it's, it's happened to me before like a panic. Attack. Yeah. But once you get past it, you know, you're not going to die. You mellow out and you, that's when you take too much, you know, um, you know, but it, it does. It's, it's crazy when you get, when you go through it, you know, nothing's going to happen. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if it's humbling. It humbles you because you need to t- you got, it's, it's more of, you. you it, it is a battle between your, your mind and your soul. When you're, when you, when you take an, an edible and it it's just, it, I don't know. It's just, do I get stronger? Uh, when I went, you know, if I keep taking it and it's just, no, you go back to, you go back to square one. If I took an edible right now and, and I sat here and, and about an hour later, uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be thinking a lot creativity, but then I, it, I would heart, you feel your heart, you feel different. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. Uh, it's not so, something I do every day. You so know? Are, you, are you saying that, are you saying
1: that sometimes it's a good trip and it's sometimes it's a bad trip?
0: Um, no, I don't have bad trips. Uh, I know that you, I can't, if i say I'm drinking and I'm hanging out the night before I'm barbecuing and then, and the next day I know I'm dehydrated. I wouldn't take one because I yeah, see. when you're dehydrated, uh, it, it does intensify it. And you so know, you're, you're, you, you want to be as you want to be one, right? You want to be, let me see. So you want to, you want to be mind. You know, you want to be mindful. You want to be mindset. You, you want to be, you know, Make sure you plenty of water and you know, you're, you're not drunk and you're not on other drugs, you know, to, to experience it. If, if you're eating like shit and and you're hungover and you just want to party, take an edible. Yeah. I'm going to have a bad trip because I'm going to start thinking, why am I feeling this way? Why is my heart doing this? Why is my, my mind, why does my brain hurt? And then you start thinking, oh fuck man, I'm dehydrated. Oh, then you start to drink water and then you can't swallow and then you're getting caught and you just start thinking of the, of these negative thoughts. So before I take an edible, I want to make sure I'm in the right mindset. Like sometimes right. I do take edibles when I do my podcast and, and I'll, and I'll take a little bit just to relax me. You yeah, know, I nice know if enough. I take too much, you know, I'll be standing up and oh man, I'm, I'm getting amped up and you, you want to be in that right mindset. Okay. So my question is, so. Do these dispensaries? Do they s- yeah? They yeah. sell the edibles. Yeah, and yeah. It? There's oh, a place called Ash to Ash. It's right there off of C- Gary and Harbor Boulevard. Not okay. too far. Not too far. So you would from from where you live, uh, you know, uh, MacArthur. Uh, take MacArthur down to Harbor, make a right, and then you would make a right on Gary. You could Google it, um, but it's a legit pharmacy uh uh. yeah a lot of those are popping up all over the place yeah yeah there's about there's the biggest one in in california the biggest dispensary just opened up it's on harbor and warner between susan and harbor it's called 13th planet look it up it's a oh yeah i drove by that the other day yeah that's a weed dispensary and when you go in there they got they got bud tenders i think they call them and you would just tell them, hey, you know, I'm looking for relaxation, something with... Cre-. And now everything's written on the package. It says for creativity, for relaxation. And, you know, they have, you know, there's two different strands. There's indica and there's Sativa. Enica is more, look at it as Indica in the couch. It's going to relax you. It's going to put you to, you know, if you want to go to sleep, you just want to relax. Uh, and then there's Sativa. That's an upper. That's supposed to give you, you know, happy, energy, focus and so now every and then they have hybrids where they can mix both there's there's thousands of strains out there and each strain is it's di- it's different for different people people act different some people can't handle uh, edibles and they you know might have bipolar disease and they take yeah. it and they jump off the roof you just don't know oh, that's man. why you always start with just a little bit but you would go in there and ask them hey man i'm i'm a song songwriter singer you know i'm having a you know, I'll writers, watch block, writer's or block, and they go, okay, <laughs> this is good, because people go in there and tell them that, and they'll go, okay, this is for creativity, you know, take this much, and yeah, they don't have real heavy, you know, THC contents. Everything there's a lot of it now, so I think they can't sell no more in a pack of whatever they give you, two hundred milligrams, because, yeah, there's back in the days you could get uh, gummy bears, a thousand milligrams. You know in a pack and that's a lot A lot and that's something you'd build your Tolerance up to but who wants to take a thousand Milligrams I know people who do that and I think They're fucking if you're taking that much you need To take a break you know oh, wow. it's, it's like being a, a coke addict you know You could do two lines and have a good night And then you work work your way up to it I could start A whole eight ball in a night you know it's like okay You need to take a break you know But yeah I, I don't do it Every day I every once in a while I'll go and I'll buy a, a thing and it'll last a, a month you know, here in well, I also think, I think uh,
1: it it what it all comes down to is moderation. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you have, if you're strong in your mind, to know that you're not, it's not going to cause an addictive, uh, type of resp- addictive addictive personality. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're going to like you can't live without it kind of thing. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I know people that are like that with coffee. If they don't have their coffee in the morning they start getting headaches, they start getting grumpy. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's something that I don't do every day. And if I do like, cause I don't got time, I'm coaching football, uh, kids, y- youth football and doing this podcast and working. Uh, I don't have time to do it. Uh, but if I did, it would be at the end of the night where I'm working on my podcast or maybe I'm hanging out, barbecuing or have a couple friends over, you know, I'll take a little bit. And you know, honestly, when I do take some, I don't need to drink as much. I could drink a few beers and be fine. I see. And so when it becomes a hat, when it becomes you need it. Yeah. It could be a problem. You know, yeah. I used to have a, I we- have addictive personalities, but yeah, there's people out there that got to wake and bake and they got to smoke all day long. And it's just, I don't know, man. I, I, I definitely would want people just to Use it as recreation, not like I need it. I need my, you know, my pills, you know, yeah. because it doesn't, it does inhibit your way of, 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 if you're behind, like for me, I couldn't, I couldn't deliver package and be high as a kite. I can't.
1: Yeah, for sure. No
0: way. I'd rather be relaxing at home, kicking back, having a beer, relaxing, watching the game and just chilling. There's no way I could go to work, take an edible or, or smoke or smoke, you know, a big old bra uh, bong rip before work and then get behind the wheel. I don't know why people do it, but, yeah, there's a lot of people that do it before they go to work, while they're at work. I mean, there's plenty of people that do it. I don't know why oh, I need it. I'm stressed out. You know. It's, look at I'm stressed out too, man, but I don't want to get behind the wheel or get behind a, a computer or anything and, and, and be, you know, because it is mind-altering. It's going to make you think a certain way. and I, I don't know. I mean, that's my opinion. I definitely don't want somebody high as a kite driving down the street well my kids are playing. Right. You know, out yeah. in the street, dude. Definitely. Definitely don't want that. And you know, now it's now to consider the DUI if you do get caught in your high. Oh, is it really? How yeah.
1: do, how do they do they, do they have a they way have, of I think they you have or? a
0: breath test. Oh, okay. Or they do they do certain tests now. Like see. you would do
1: if you were drunk. I see. Yeah, my ne- my nephew is um. My nephew has his daily ritual, so he likes... Yeah, a lot
0: of people will.
1: He likes to, um, after work with some of the buddies, like, toke out a little bit. And um, he said that he's been getting kind of into, um, like, the magic mushrooms and the... Oh, yeah, the, shrooms? Yeah, he sa- and he says that, um, yeah, like, the last time we got together, we had a heart-to-heart conversation about it, and it's... Um, you know, and I'm not judging him, and you know um I've just let him open up to me and see where he's coming from and uh so he says that um like with the magic mushrooms, I guess they help with depression. He was telling me,
0: well, they're doing research now, they yeah they're starting something to say like that that yeah you can uh it can help with depression and stuff like that, yeah uh, how old is he?
1: Uh, i think he's 27
0: yeah a lot of these younger kids there, a lot of depressions happening i've i've noticed i know uh you know people that are trying to make appointments to see counselors uh yeah. psychologists or therapists uh, especially with with this pandemic it's it's really affected a lot of young minds and oh for sure and so they're booked everywhere they call four or five months booked you know they you, you can't get an appointment uh there's a lot of that going around and that's something we're going to have to deal with in the future too. But yeah, I have a therapist. I had an appointment with him on Thursday. Hmm. Oh yeah. You know, he, we call, I text him and if I really need to talk with him, I can set an appointment and you know, I, I've done therapy for many years now. It's one of the things that, uh, I tell people if you need somebody to talk to, you can't talk to your parents or your friends, something personal. You just don't feel comfortable. Get a therapist. They're right there. It's like, you it's like talking to a pillow, you know, they're going to, they're going to help you get through it. Uh, But you also got, they're going to give you assignments and stuff you need to work on. (laughs)
1: Yeah. You got to work on you. Yeah. Work on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I tell
0: people is, you know, before you start smoking weed and taking shrooms, why don't you start running, running and exercising and changing your diet? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, our body is like a machine and what you put in it is going to affect everything. Oh man, I I have a buddy of mine who's
1: you know, he's in stage 4 lung cancer right Ooh. now. Was <laughs> he a smoker? Yeah, he's a smoker. And this is the this is the funny thing is uh I have another friend who just started smoking you know, in middle age, mm-hmm. started smoking just you know a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Just took up smoking mm-hmm. out of, kind of out of the blue and and i was kind of getting on his case the other day i'm like dude i go uh i go scott's got stage four lung cancer i go like i'm not trying to you know
0: i heard that's the hardest that's the worst way to die too lung cancer oh because he's probably because you can't breathe or something oh just uh is he still smoking stage four
1: uh, which one? The one that says stage, th- stage four. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he's done with that. And he's, what doing, he's doing chemo. Or what he's they doing say? chemo. He's doing the treatment and, um, he's on like 75% like green juices, his diets. Like he's like going fully the green. Okay. Holistic.
0: The, yeah. All that to try and help fight this thing. And did he, did it, yeah. did he just find out, Oh, Hey, you're stage four or was he? that well, diagnosed stage one and then he just got, oh. you know what? I, I, I don't,
1: I don't know the details. Um, all I know is that he was wearing this contraption around his neck. It was like, it looked like a, it looked like the type of neck brace that you would have after you got into a car accident because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you broke your neck or something. And I saw a, pic, a picture of him on social media. And so I reached out to him. I said, Hey Scott, what, what, what happened? You know, what's, what's that? And then he, um, he texted me back he said oh dm me you know direct message me so we got into a little conversation and i I haven't talked to him in a while you Mm -hmm. know it's been Mm -hmm. a couple years and and then he he said oh yeah i'm in stage four lung cancer i'm like dude i'm so sorry and he's like yeah i'm good i'm fighting it you know um, he's getting the treatment and so on and so forth but uh yeah man smoking will catch up to you
0: for sure how many years was he smoking you think probably since he was a teenager, wow. I'm guessing some yeah. people. Yeah. And, and this is the same thing go, going back to, to, to catching COVID. You don't know how this is going to affect you. Just like cigarettes. You don't know. You can smoke until you're 90 and, and die of natural causes, or yeah. you could you can, you can smoke and, and get stage four cancer after 20 years. You yeah. just don't know, but that's scary. Right. Have you ever seen, there's an exhibit, and it was
1: in it was in Las Vegas. I don't know if it's still there. Or if it mo- maybe it moves around at different locations. It's called Bodies. Have you heard of this?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has the the anatomy of the body. Yeah. Like the, the, the neurological system. Oh, it's nervous like, system. So
1: it's it's people who donated their bodies to science, and after they died, and so what they do is they take their bodies and they they preserve the body with this. It's type a type of. Uh, uh, like a resin or something mm-hmm. like that, but you go through the you go through the exhibit, and each room is dedicated to a certain part of the body. Mm. So it might be just the lungs, or it might be just the eyeball, or whatever. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but there was uh, in one room, it was all about the lungs, and they sho- <laughs> they showed it was, and they it's it's a real lung mm-hmm. of a person that died mm-hmm. so they had the lung of a person who didn't smoke and the lung of someone who did smoke and it was like totally black wow. <laughs> it was a trip like you could see it I, I mean, want
0: to go to this exhibit it yeah. was in Dissident Travel this exhibit well I think it was in LA too recently
1: I think we I think it was at the Luxor when I was mm. in Vegas but this was you know this is yeah. quite a few this is at least 10 years ago but mm. but um they <laughs> So in in the exhibit, they had it was like a plexiglass box mm-hmm. where you could drop in your your pack of cigarettes and say I'm quitting right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, cool! You know, I mean it was uh, it was like really eye opening. Was like really that's what your lungs look like? I mean no, no seriously, dude. It was like all charred black the lung mm-hmm. compared to the healthy one. You know, like mm-hmm. they were sitting there side by side in the in the um, the case or the exhibit, so, but that's if you ever get a chance to to go see that, that's, that's yeah, that would be cool to see. Yeah, for sure. They show
0: the liver of an alcoholic. Oh, sure. Oh, that.
1: yeah, all that. They have all that stuff. Dang. All that stuff.
0: Yeah. What do you think about these these vapors? This guy, the people that they oh, vape for the machine. Oh, do think, the vaping. Yeah. Do you well, think where they exp- where they explode? Talking no. About? Well, no. Do you think that's got more of effect on the lungs? than cigarettes or Mm. you think cigarettes are worse what do you think i i know
1: there's there's a big pushback against you know the uh you know you know because a lot of kids are starting to vape and because they make it taste sweet like Mm. candy Mm. and so i know that a lot of a lot of um Organizations are pushing back on that, saying, "Hey, you know, don't get our kids." Yeah, because like, I don't
0: even think it's in I don't even think it's tobacco anymore. I think it's just flavor and nicotine.
1: Yeah, well, I know I know it's pretty popular with the with the kids. Well, yeah. you know the 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 puff smoke shop right there on, mm-hmm. on near near the route, right? Yeah, 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 right yeah. there on Macarthur. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, hey, hey, it's a tricky thing, man. If pe if people like to vape, then let them vape, but you know i can see where a lot of parents would be kind of angered or concerned about you know because you know teenagers are impressionable you know mm-hmm. so they're what 13 14 years old mm-hmm. starting to vape mm-hmm. you know and that's I, i'm sure if i had kids and they started doing that you know because well, it wait. can
0: lead to depression too oh true you know you don't have it you everything's addictive and and they're young; they're not developed yeah. yet, and their brains and.
1: Well, they say nicotine is like one of the worst, like addictive types of substances. Mm-hmm. You know, to to kick the habit, you know.
0: Oh yeah, I I chew tobacco and, and yeah, I understand nicotine. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: it was so glamorous. You, you look, you look cool. Like, oh, I I want to smoke because I want to be cool. You mm-hmm. know, and and. Uh, I think that's the reason why a lot of people start smoking in the first place is because, you know, you see Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones and he's mm-hmm. got the cigarette hanging out of his mouth and he's rocking on the guitar. And Have you and seen any, think, any good bands live? Um, I'm trying to think of the last, the last thing I saw live. I saw a band called Elbow. Okay and they're uh they're an english band they're mm. from man or yeah manchester england and uh so I'm here over at the observatory yeah that yeah. was gonna
0: ask, that was my next question yeah have you ever gone to observatory yeah and um they were great dude mm-hmm. great
1: so and and i've only recently been in interested or they become one of my new favorite bands just in the last few years and uh that was a treat <laughs> mm-hmm. that was a treat and that was right right around the time I thought I was sick with COVID Mm. right around that time. It was January of 2020, but, um, yeah, that was a a really great show. And one thing that was really cool is they had, they had two, these two ladies that played, um, violin, like backing violin for the band. Mm -hmm. So they had like a little miniature string section for the band. And I thought that was freaking great, man. Mm -hmm. So that was, and the singer, his name is Guy Garvey. Um man that dude that dude is a great singer. Like he sounds just like the record. And that's that's what I like to see when I go see bands. I want to see if you can s- sing how y- how I hear yeah, you, you yeah. on the record, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz they can alter the voice and bottle right. tunes and all that. Well, a lot of people can't,
1: you know, can't produce live what they can do you know mm-hmm. on a recording, you know. Mm-hmm. Excuse
0: me. <clears throat> Take a drink. <laughs> so, what do you what do you think is going to happen this this season with with work? Do you think we're going to be overwhelmed? Oh, or are they yeah. starting to, starting to prepare for the, the the long season haul?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, come December, it's going to be madness,
0: right? Mm-hmm. All the packages. Mm-hmm. I mean, does, don't you? Do- well, I have a different run now. I do bulk stops. Oh, that's right. So that's I right. don't. Yeah, I don't do residential anymore. So <clears throat> that changes everything. Um, it's it's actually allowed me to be able to get off early and, and now i coaching my son's team. Uh oh, get nice. To get to work on a lot more things now. Um, it's just, it's a seniority. When you get enough yeah. seniority, 23 years I've been there, you you get your, your choices and stuff like that. And so, uh, do I miss the route, you know, where I met you on? And yeah, dude, but it, it's so much work now. It, it starts yeah. becoming a young man's job. It's definitely a young man's job. And when you've been doing it for so many years, decades you just I'm happy where I'm at yeah I gained a few pounds and you know that's something oh, I- that I'm, <laughs> I'm learning to I gotta you know go back to the gym I was going back in the gym before my brother passed I was start getting up at five in the morning and starting to get back into it and uh you know I'll get back into it again but you know the job it's it's less stressful for me it's 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 pretty decent easy work compared to yeah the the MacArthur's man I mean they get you know 30 40. A day, and then now they want you to deliver all the big stuff to because door, yeah. Amazon screwed it over and FedEx. I'd go in there and there's, I would deliver all the bedspreads and uh the tables. I would drive in there and deliver it, and then but when I would go in the office first, they would I would see big huge boxes. And the guy told me yesterday, hey, can you go deliver this? And it wasn't even big; it was twenty pounds. It was just in a big box, and I said, yeah, no big deal. I'll take it. But I think uh, FedEx and Amazon blew, blew it because Amazon will go in there and just throw everything on the floor and leave. Yeah, yeah, I, that irritates me. Yeah, when I get there. Yeah, because they're gonna. That's why one reason the routes going up for bid. Uh, Mike, he he got his own run. Oh, in wha- theater.
1: What about uh, Sean who moved up to Idaho?
0: Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. No, oh, he he's lucky up. he got his transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was supposed to quit or something like that right. and start over. But yeah, he got his transfer. He's in Idaho Good now. For him. Um yeah, hopefully hopefully uh you know the routes ain't as shitty as the ones over here. We're we're inner city and it's just it's just packed. Every every house is getting a delivery now and that's one reason why I didn't take this run, because it, I seen it growing and it was just getting irritated. The lockers at thirty seven hundred plaza are always full. Oh Am- right. Amazon's just they you if you don't get there before them, man, it's forget it. Well, you gotta yeah. come back at night. The
1: the the postman over there at at versailles mm-hmm. he will actually drive there first mm-hmm. to beat you guys mm-hmm. so he has the lockers mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. it's first come first serve you yeah know?
0: that's why i didn't take the run because i would have to wait till the end of the night to deliver and it's a long day yeah 11 hours easily and target shipping out a lot with us you know, the ups store is busy but i just seen it i know the work's gonna continue to grow and you don't know how long the aspens are going to accept packages in the mailroom before somebody screws it up like amazon or fedex and well, do you and, remember because they're leaving food there i saw food was left that with fedex uh, that food it was on the table and i'm like dude you're gonna kill it for everybody dude and yeah. eventually they're gonna make us all deliver door to door and well, that's one thing i do not want to get stuck with do you remember when everything locked down and they did make us go to the doors yeah i, I uh, yeah i wasn't doing it then i wasn't doing that. Oh, i wasn't gonna do it oh man that's dude that you're was, talking about
1: three four hours Maybe, oh, no, about three I, had hours. To, I had to fight with my manager because, you know, I was trying, I'm trying to explain to her, this is taking me way longer mm-hmm. and she didn't want to hear it, you know, but <laughs> hey, you know, it is what it is. And
0: yeah, and you have to stay out there till midnight for f- five days in a row for them to take a look at it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's...
0: So I just, you know, that's one reason that I didn't, I didn't I'm not taking the routes because you don't know how long that's going to last until they say, hey, you got to go door to door again. And yeah. it's so much work now. Ever since COVID, uh, the pandemic came into effect. Everyone's ordering shit now. If they didn't order before, now they're right. ordering. Yeah. Or, oh, absolutely. look how easy it is. You know, you now you yeah. can get it to the door.
1: Oh, this this holiday season's gonna be m- madness, man. It's gonna be crazy.
0: Yeah, because the stores are all empty. I was at Kohl's the other day. There's they don't have anything. Hmm. And the, the the lady that was working there told me that yeah, this Christmas get your stuff now because. Christmas isn't gonna be anything. Oh. I know they're working twenty four hours yeah. at the ports to, to start bringing stuff in. But oh yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if it, it might be too late. Yeah. Don't. Don't you just
1: want all this craziness to go away? I mean, it's. It's like, can't we just get back to normal? <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we ever will, man. This yeah. one's. Uh, you know, with, with the division of the what people believe and, and then on top of you know the economy and. It's, it's, just, it's just wild times you're living in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Anyways, uh, I wish you would have brought some of your music, man, but I want to oh, get you on. Yeah. I want you to send me some music so we could play some next time. Yeah, um, for sure. For but other than sure. that, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Um, yeah, actually I do.
1: I would say if anybody's out there is interested in getting into recording at home, just you know be realistic about it know what you're getting into because it's a pandora's box you know and it'll become it'll become a a hobby that'll consume you and your money <laughs> and then your husband or your wife will hate you because you, you'll never see him because <laughs> you'll be locked in your room and paying more attention to your music than them so you know just be realistic about that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely it this, I know when to step away. Cause if I put, if I go put my laptop on in the house and I start messing with things and, and I could be hours. Right. Right. And, yeah. and usually when i am done recording here, I'll edit and then I'll go home, but I make it quick. Cause yeah, yeah I could easily be here all day. No problem. Yeah. If I decided to, I'm going to work on. Cause the, that's this. what you love to do. right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. I have to just do a little at a time, little at a time, little at a time. So I'm lu- I'm lucky because
1: I have no wife, no kids. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, my time is my time mm-hmm. and I'm not competing with somebody else's time who needs my time mm-hmm. from me, so to speak. And, um, so, you know, I'm lucky that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I have a buddy of mine. He doesn't. He's not, he's not married, no kids, and he's he's putting maxing out his 401k. He's at like five hundred thousand. He's got a couple, but maybe about six, seven more years left to retirement. And he, and and he goes, yeah, man. He goes, I gotta have at least a million dollars in there. And I go, yeah, why? He goes, well, I don't have anybody to take care of me. He goes, I'm gonna have to pay on my own when I get older to live in a, a convalescent home he goes I'm gonna yeah. have to pay that out on my own
1: yeah my mom's in a place and it's freaking expensive dude. yeah yeah she's paying like 4200 a month and that's cheap you know oh and I know yeah. my
0: uncle he works for he worked he's a head security guy for this uh, retirement homes and he says they're all millionaires that live there like it's the it's the wealthy side of retirement uh, I think the I think he, I forgot what the people he told me that lived there, but yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how, well, it's not funny. It's just now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to look at those things now. Well, you know what, dude?
1: I mean, watching my mom go through this whole thing, she fell and broke her hip Mm -hmm. and then she can't even take care of herself. And Mm -hmm. we had to figure out, okay, what do we, you know, we had to, we had to sell her condo so that we could take that money and pay for this place that she's in now, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. But so hopefully this will th- pay for the rest of her life, you know, before the money runs out type of thing, you wow. know. But she's got caregivers that wait on her, they wait on her hand and foot, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, she's ultimately in a good place now, mm-hmm. but it's not cheap, you know. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're saying Social Security is supposed to go up next year. Oh well, that'd be good. I forgot. What, it's supposed to be a substantial amount.
1: Well, that'd be great because her her social security is only like fifteen hundred a month. or yeah, something Yeah, I think like it's that. supposed yeah. to go up
0: more. I'll, if I find the article, I'll send it to you. Perfect. Yeah, that's what Sounds I was good. reading. But uh, once again, thank you for coming on the show, yeah, man. Thank you for having me. It's yeah, just man. Fun. Yeah, we'll get you back on again. We'll definitely. Do um, it again. You're, you're once on the show. You're part of the Raider and the St. Podcast Bam. family. You know, once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider and the Saint podcast. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. Be respectful uh, with one another and just just spread love, cheer and joy, help people. And, you know, it's, it's all we're all one in this, man. We're all in this together. So once again, I love you guys. I'll see you next week. All right. Peace. See ya.